As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I think, you know, especially for me as a woman, you know, I had this life before I was a mother, right? And then you become a mother and especially a stay-at-home mom or a homeschooling mom and you you lose that side of you. You lose that because now all you are is this these little people's person, <laughs> the person that feeds them and bathes them and puts them to bed and all these things, that's who you become. So coming out of that and now coming into an entrepreneur It has been so, it's such a crazy journey. And I think just having them there and, and seeing that I'm doing all of these things, they're so proud of me and they tell me how proud of me they are. And that just makes it all worth it. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Beyond the Image, the podcast dedicated to equipping you with the tools, strategies, and insights to unlock the success that you deserve. My name is James Patrick, and I'm an internationally published photographer, best-selling author, entrepreneur coach, and your host on this journey to push past all of the surface-level limitations holding you back. The real change we seek is just beyond the image in front of us. To get there, we're going to craft our vision, we're going to live with purpose, and we are going to create legacy. Are you ready? Let's go. What is going on? And thank you so much for tuning in to this, our latest episode of the Beyond the Image podcast recorded live at the Hive Studios in Phoenix, Arizona. So truly honored that you could take some time to get some information, to get a little inspiration to help you in your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, James Patrick, but chances are you probably already knew that. What you've probably also figured out is that I am a new father. Uh, my son, as of recording this, my son is uh, over three weeks old now coming up on his fourth week. So I'm just in this new wave of It's it's a little bit of uh, added responsibility with navigating uh, both parenthood and entrepreneurship, and I noticed something really fascinating over the last week and a half. You see, I took a couple of weeks off of paternal leave um, just to focus on my new son and my family, and. Most of my clients were understanding of that. Some were a little antsy to see me get back into the office. But once I did get back into the office a little over a week ago, all of a sudden I felt this weird sense of guilt and divided responsibility between uh, my son who is at home and myself who I'm sitting in my office. And I then started to realize that this is something so many entrepreneurs are struggling with, uh, particularly parents is this parental guilt of dividing their time up, how much time 
should one dedicate to their business? How much time should one devote to, to their passions and goals? And, and it's this interesting shift from being an entrepreneur, which can be selfish in, in our pursuits, which is fine to, to having a more selfless uh, desire. So we're going to be navigating that today on today's show. And my guest coming all the way from across the world, uh, Jeanette Brooke, the founder of Jeanette Brooke Fitness. Jeanette, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, James. How are you? I'm doing outstanding as always. So let's, you know, before we dive into the topic, I just want to set a little bit of groundwork. So you are tuning in from, from where in the world right now? I am in Wiesbaden, Germany. All the way out in Germany. Uh, All the way in Germany. <laughs> and so obviously, you know, you, you, you were from America, you moved out to Germany, uh, and you're trying to run an online business. So I'm guessing you probably have to work some weird and or intense or unique hours to do this. Absolutely. I have to set very firm boundaries for myself where I would be up answering questions at 2 a.m. <laughs> mm, please don't do that. It's, it's, yeah. it's, always, it's always like funny where like I'll have a client and they'll say something like, um, <clears throat> you know, my clients are reaching out to me, you know, at, at two in the morning. I'm like, well, did you say they can contact you at any time? Well, yeah. I'm like, well, they're only doing exactly. what you told them to do. <laughs> they don't be mad at them for, for doing exactly. exactly what you signal them as appropriate. So running a, a online business from another country, uh, to clients across the world, you said that, you know, boundaries are really important to you. What was it that, uh, inspired you to start the business was, were you already living, uh, in Germany at the time before you started your business? Did you start your business and have to adjust it as you relocated? What was that, that transition like for you? No, I was actually in Germany when I started everything and my, all my clients are from the United States. I have a few here and there, but mainly from the United States. So that was a huge adjustment just because of, like you said, the time difference. And, um, you know, I, had, I did some, uh, an, a survey about, you know, what would be the best time for me to go live and do the workout with you. And someone said 8 PM, which is 2 AM my time. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm not going to be working out at 2 AM with you. Yeah, I could see that being a, a, a little bit testing in, in how you've had to set boundaries. So uh, you started the business in Germany. So you already had kids at the time? Uh, yes, three. Three kids. Okay. So yes. first off, yes. I don't know how you do it because I am, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm barely stringing, stringing words together. Uh, with with exactly. one kid, but but you have three. <laughs> so you had three kids before you decided to start your own business. I did. I did. I had three boys, uh, very active boys, and I actually homeschool all of them as well. Stop. You do? <laughs> That's amazing. I do. Yes, I do. So, okay. So I just, to, to properly paint this picture. So living in a different country, uh, three boys, all very active, homeschooling all three boys. And somehow you think, how dare you, Jeanette, you think you have time yeah. to start a business on top of this? <laughs> One, where does the idea know, to start right? the business come from? And two, where does the time, how do, you, how do you start to even just carve out time initially? I, I, please paint this picture for us. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I started the the business, it was really just me sharing my journey. And this has been a nine-year journey for me. When I had my first son, I lost 92 pounds. Wow. And 
you know, I had tried all the fad diets and the low carb, no carb and the wraps and the pills. I tried it all and it worked for, you know, a little bit and then it wasn't sustainable. And so when I finally figured it out and I lost 92 pounds, I just kind of shared my journey and I have done that for the past almost nine years now. And eventually I, you know, I've been through some things and I'm like, you know what? I, I need to be certified because people are asking me questions and I'm like, uh, I feel like uh, I don't know the technical answers. I don't want to just be giving this, you know, what works for me doesn't work for you uh, always. So I actually went and got certified as a personal trainer and then I felt, okay, I can help you out here. And then that just kind of where it started is I was certified and I keep researching and, and learning more and more every day that I can help more and more people. So that's really where it started was, you know, it was just me sharing my journey along the way and motherhood and having a baby and losing the weight and having the babies and losing the weight and just really sharing along the way. And then I've turned that now into an online fitness business. And as far as carving out time, it is a very, very meticulous thought process. I have to be I have to, like I said, I have to set very strong boundaries. Um, when I first started this, I started mixing the two and it did not work out well at all. So what do you mean I by really mixing had the to, two? well, if I, if so, you know, I homeschool, so I would get up in the morning, start my day, and then I would start answering messages and I would start checking in with my group and then I'm trying to teach. And then there's this frustration that builds up of, I can't do both of these things at once. And then there's like almost this bitterness of like, why can't I do this? And then I finally figured out I can't do both of these things at once. I have to keep these separate. So one of my newest boundaries is I get up in the morning, I check my messages, I'll answer whatever messages there are, and I put my phone away. It is away. I don't touch it. I don't go around it while I'm homeschooling because that's the time for that. But Jeanette, what if I'm something happens with... on Instagram that, that yeah. you didn't see? What if, what if someone tags you on Facebook and you don't see it? Right, right. I know it's just like, oh, Lord. but I, I just, I don't answer messages. I don't answer questions in my group. Um, we're, I just started a, a new challenge in my group. So there's tons of questions coming in and um, tons of messages. So, but I just, that's my boundary is my phone is away while I'm doing school. And then when their school is done, then, then the, let the floodgates open. <laughs> so was that hard to like, obviously it's impossible to do two things simultaneously and, and anyone who multitasks, you know, they're just lying to you, uh, you know, and, and it's, it's amazing when I got my first job in corporate America, because Leading up to that, I was so good at time management. I mean, I was starting my first business by the time I was 19 years old. And in order to get through college, you had to be efficient in, in, what, in what you were doing because I would go to school and then I would, I would work my business in, in all my free time. So when I got my first job in corporate America, I remember they were showing me how to, you know, everything from setting up the computer, logging into my email, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm sitting at my desk and my boss is standing over my shoulder. She's like, this is how you log into your email. So I do. And I'm like, okay, well, no emails because it's my first day. Why would I have an email? And I close out of right. my, I close my email down and she said, what are you doing? I said, well, I have no email. I'm closing my email down. She said, no, email is how we communicate with each other. I'm like, well, that, <laughs> that seems bad. 
That, yes. <laughs> so, you know, seven, seven years of working with this company, I was required to have an email bo- inbox open all the time. And then eventually a chat box open all the time. Oh my goodness. So my productivity plummeted. And now that, you know, I own my own business, uh, when I'm working on something, I close my email. And, and when I was before my wife worked at home with me, I would go as far as unplugging the internet. I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm unplugged right now and literally would unplug the internet not work, not doing that right now. I'm just editing photos. I don't want to be distracted by email or social media. Nope. Unplug it. Um, So when you were starting to make this shift of setting boundaries, was it hard at first? Did you feel like, oh, you know, maybe I could just squeeze in a little bit here or, you know what, I'm missing something here. Or was it so much better when you set strict boundaries that you were able to adapt really quickly? Well, I didn't set the boundaries right away because I, I was like, I can do this. I've got this. I can do both. I can, you know, get them started in history and then I can check my messages and then we can move on to math and I'll go ahead and reply to that. And I was trying to mix the two. And then I thought, and then I started getting that defeatist feeling of, I can't do this. There's no way I can do this. And so it didn't take long before the, the boundaries started to be set. And once those did, because I live my life in 30 minute increments, it's we have language arts first and then we have science. It, it's literally 30 minutes throughout the day is our increments. And so I just built on that and then built those boundaries. And now it is it makes a world of difference. Like my life is completely different. Now, do you ever find yourself falling back to old habits where it's just like, well, you know, it's a slow school day. Maybe I can just check things real quick. Or do you, do you really stick and are very rigid on these boundaries? No, I'm very, the, the feeling that it made me feel that I can't do this when I did mix the two of those, it was enough for me to say, okay, these boundaries have to stick. They, I have to Mm -hmm. stick to these. I can't go back on that because once I do, then I start getting that feeling of there's no way I can do this. There's no way I can homeschool three children, keep up with the household, pay the bills, cook everyone's meals, and then run this business. There's no way. So those boundaries for me are just vital. So here's the question that that is coming to a lot of people's minds, which is how do you have time to run this business with setting such intense boundaries that you're unavailable for a large portion of the day. How are you even managing that? Right. So I, you know, the time difference is so hard because I am probably around six to seven hours ahead of most of my clients. So I do a lot of prep work. So when they are, when I'm sleeping and they're, or I'm up and they're sleeping, I'm prepping things so that when I'm asleep, they see everything they need to see. They have all, I try to go ahead and think of the questions they're going to have and put a video out with all the answers to it. So it's really just prepping and thinking ahead of what they might need or what might come up and just making a video of it or addressing it is before it can even come up because I am so far ahead of everyone else. And it, the time difference is so hard, but I do th- that. Those boundaries are also, they know the boundaries they, and they accept them because I give them so much information that it's hard for them to find a question to ask me really. Do you find that having so much less time to do the work that you have to do makes you, whether it's, it's completely ignore 
and or realize that there's a lot of things that you might have used to do or that a lot of people do, which may have kept them busy, but didn't ultimately do much or produce many results. So you only focus on the specific actions that need to happen and allow other things to just kind of go because they, they weren't necessary as much as you thought they were necessary. Right. I, you know, I try to sit down and focus on, you know, here's my vision and this is what this looks like to get to that vision and work my way back. So all I have a probably a two page book of things that I've written down that I want to do, but I have to categorize those. I have to be very, very purposeful with my time. So I have it written from priority and on down. And I don't touch those things on the bottom of that list until I've went to the top of that list and started checking those things off because I, I don't have a lot of time. And most times I'm working till 12 AM my time, because when I finish with school, then I have you know, I have to take care of myself. So I still have my workouts to do and my meal prep to do. And then I've got to make everyone else's dinner. And then after I get everyone to bed, that's when I get to work. And so sometimes I'm up till 12 AM, 1 AM. I try not to push it that far. And then on the weekends, I kind of use that as my time of, okay, let's get stuff done. So I have to be very purposeful and, and yes, very focused on the things that I'm doing and not be wasteful with any of my time because I don't have a lot of it. Mm -hmm. See, I learned this long before parenthood as, as you are, you're a seasoned pro when it comes to parenthood. And I'm, I'm still, I'm still in the, the amateur league. Um, but (laughs) you know, starting multiple businesses and, and even I, I will say, you know, a big life change, like getting married, uh, a lot of stuff had to just stop being done because there was no time to do it. You know, I, I am expected to be home at some point. Uh, I am expected right. to be present at some point. Uh, and mm-hmm. a lot of the work I stopped doing didn't negate the business at all. In fact, the business did better. And it was such an interesting shift in realization where it's just like where I started to prioritize. And now I have a, uh, a pyramid of prioritization. My, my physical body comes first. That is my top priority. Second priority is my mental well-being. Okay. So my physical body. So in the way I take care of my physical body is exercise and nutrition, mental well-being, it's it's uh learning and and nourishment and meditation and journaling, like all that's mental nourishment. And then uh relationships come third. Uh, and investing into relationships. So being present in relationships, giving gratitude in relationships, uh, showing appreciation for those that are in your life. So investing into relationships. And then last is business. I put business last. And when I did that, one, I was way more efficient in the work I was doing, but two, I was also more effective in the work I was doing because I was taking care of myself and all other elements of my life. So when I showed up to my business, I showed up wholly and not fragmented. Yes, absolutely. I, you know, I, I'm in the new phase of, I've got, you know, I've got a new fitness community, a new challenge. I'm working on an app. There's all these new things. So I know it's going to be more time needed upfront. And I, I, you know, I have such a strong support system through my husband. And I mean, you really have to have that support system because it does take so much upfront and it does take away from that time with family, but having that support and know that 
okay, this is okay. <laughs> but he, you know, they have that, my family has their own boundaries. And, and as long as that's okay, then I can show up and I can put in all this work and make it great, but still not take away from every other aspect like you talked about. Mm-hmm. So when did you start or did you ever start feeling guilt for devoting time away from, because let's be honest, your free time, you know, when, when all the work around the house is done, or, you know, when, when you've done all the homeschooling and you decide, okay, for the next three hours, I'm focusing on my business, but yet you could be, you could be using that time to spend with your husband. You could be using that time to go play with your kids. Like you could be using that time to take care of things around the house. All of a sudden I'm feeling this guilt that I had never felt before. And I'm curious if Mm -hmm. you had ever experienced that and what that was like for you or how that appeared for you. Oh no, that, that never goes away. I'm sorry, James. (laughs) Sorry Mm. to be the bearer of bad news. It never goes away. And, and the reason is, is because of course, you know, me starting this business and, and doing this for other people is also doing for my family. You know, if I can start this business and, and work from home and still school our children, that's, that's the dream is, you know, being able to have them here with me, but there's always that guilt. There was the guilt of even deciding to start it because like you said, the entrepreneurial journey is a little bit selfish. You have to be a little bit selfish in that. And I just starting it, there was this just ball of guilt that just followed me around all the time. And even still, even with all these boundaries and I set purposeful time, uh, you know, after school, I have one hour that there's no phones, there's no screens. It's all just, I'm in that childlike mindset with my kids. We just play, they, whatever they want to do for one hour, it's just me. And so it's like, great. They have a full hour of just play time and we wrestle, we do the trampoline, all those. But after that's over, I work for two hours and I feel guilty the entire time. And I don't think that ever goes away because, you know, you just want to be with them all. Even though I'm with my children all day, I, I love them so much. Like I just want to be with them all the time. And you think I could be giving them attention right now. I could be playing with them some more right now. And so that guilt is just, unfortunately, it's just always there. It's, it's always there for me. And just any time that I take away from them, whether it's, building a business or bettering our family. It's still, there's still that little tinge of guilt. That's always there. Hmm. What are ways that you try to balance that, that guilt, uh, that, that you do feel. And it's, it's almost like I, as, as you were describing that, I place it akin to what I see a lot with entrepreneurs is this belief that, you know, at some point in this journey, you'll develop this, unshakable confidence in what you do. I'm like, yeah, right. I've been, I've been starting businesses for 20 years and I'm as terrified today as I was when I was 19 years old. Like it, it, right. that, that never goes away. You just, you just have the gift of hindsight to know that you're not actually going to die when you, when you start a new business. <laughs> um, so if the guilt doesn't go away, there are, there are ways that you can learn to, to abate it, mitigate it, manage it. What have you learned uh, in, in, prioritizing your own goals while still being a parent or while still being a spouse or while still having other priorities in life? I think for me, I think it is just, I make what I'm doing. I kind of involve my children. They're in my workout videos with me. They do my workouts. They are, they're, they're so cute because my eight-year-old came in the other day and he was like, 
mom, I'm just so proud of you. You're going to change millions of women's lives. I mean, I cried, (laughs) but he was like, you're going to change millions of women's lives and make them healthy and, and eat right and exercise. And I just know you can. And I just cried because I thought, but he knows because I'm so honest with here's what mama's doing. Here's what I want to do. And here's where I want this to go. They know if I'm on my phone, it's either I'm posting something. I'm, it's not me just perusing, you know, Instagram or Facebook. I'm actually posting something and replying to a message and the phone goes down. So I'm very, very honest with everyone about where I'm at, where I'm going to be and where I want to be. And I feel like that, you know, that kind of takes away because they know if I, if one of them sees me on my phone, oh, mom's messaging someone or replying to a message it's just not oh my mom's always on her phone or my mm. mom's always in her office that is an interesting thing that uh, i hadn't even fathomed yet because all my child right. can do is is poop and cry um <laughs> here here's a question or i'm interested in in, in another way to look at it which is do you feel that your investment within your business and within what you're trying to do is actually something that provides a, a positive role model or inspiration for your kids to show what happens when you invest in something, what happens when you put time, energy, and emotion. It's something that might be scary. Um, and what, what that work looks and feels like from, from a, a literal perspective, but also from an emotional perspective, do you feel that this imparts a benefit for your kids to see you going through this? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, like I said, I'm very honest with them. Um, and my three-year-old is three going on 13. So he gets it. It's, it's, I have to remind myself that he's three cause he's like a little man, but they all get it. And they, they know what's coming and they know what to expect. And it's like I said, that support system, they see that I'm working towards something and they see that all of this hard work and it's very, thought out and meticulous and it's going towards a goal and they see these little goals that I've set for myself and reach those goals and and it's just like this pride that just I just cry about every time (laughs) it's just this pride they have and I think you know especially for me as a woman you know I had this life before I was a mother right and then you become a mother and especially a stay-at-home mom or a homeschooling mom, and you, you lose that side of you. You lose that because now all you are is this, these little people's person, (laughs) the person that feeds them and bathes them and puts them to bed and all these things, that's who you become. So coming out of that and now coming into an entrepreneur, it has been so, it's such a crazy journey. And I think just having them there and and seeing that I'm doing all of these things, they're so proud of me and they tell me how proud of me they are. And that just makes it all worth it. (laughs) I think there's another facet of this that we haven't actually looked into, which is we as, you know, particularly the people who listen to this podcast, we have this belief that the only way our clients are going to succeed is if we are there every step of the way. I hear this a lot with, you know, trainers that do in-person training versus online training. And they'll say, you know, it just, it won't work unless I am there is, is the impression that they give. Right. Um, Right. And I see this a lot with online coaches where, you know, I just onboarded a new client and she was giving her clients weekly hour long check-in sessions every week for 12 weeks. Ooh, wow. And at some point I'm just like, 
how many more clients could you fit into your schedule? And she said, maybe exactly. four or five. And I said, then you have a scalability problem. You have a scalability problem because you cannot grow your business beyond a certain level. You will hit a ceiling. Um, and she's already charging at a, at a you know, a close to the top end of what she could be charging. So it's not a rate issue. It's not a margin issue. Uh, she has an issue with the amount of sales she can make. And so I says, why are you spending 60 minutes every single week with them? And she said, well, because I want to answer their questions. I want to be there to support them. And I had asked, do they need you 60 minutes a week? Well, and ultimately the answer was no, they don't need you 60 right. minutes a week. We are really good at our jobs. And my client is really good at her job. You, Jeanette, are really good at your job. You're a great coach. And you know you're a great coach. You want to know how I know that you know that you're a great coach? Your clients get results, right? Right. That means you do your job. You're a great coach. Your clients get results. Absolutely. So if your clients get results, you're a great coach. And if you're a great coach, you do not need to be there every second. A great coach will allow their clients to succeed. A great coach will allow their clients to do the work. You should never work harder than your clients as a coach. Exactly. Or really in any, in any industry, you should never work harder on your clients' goals than they do. And you've truly honored that. And you've done it for the reason of, well, I have boundaries because I have time with my family. I have time that I'm teaching. I have time that I'm working. I have very clear boundaries. Okay. And, I, and, I, and I'm starting to build these boundaries myself. But also, you know that you're a great coach and your clients do not need access to you at two o'clock in the morning. They don't need it. They can wait right. to your, your window where you do respond to messages. And that right there, I think is a sign of having confidence in the services that you provide and knowing that they're going to work. Exactly. Yep. And I, and I, you know, I'm confident in, you know, my community of, of women, I'm so confident in, I have these veterans in the group. And if I'm not there, you know, it's 1am my time and someone has a question, one of them is going to answer because they know what I would say. And that's what I love about that community of women is I don't always have to be there because someone else will be. And that they, they know exactly what I would say because they've been with me for so long. So yes, just, I mean, that's so important to set those boundaries because you know, you can put out the information. It's kind of like you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make a drink kind of thing. You can, you can give the, all the information and all those things, but being there every step of the way is, it's just like you said, it's not plausible to do that. Mm. So I'm curious, like, as you're looking at your business and you've, you've set up these boundaries and you're, you're obviously, you know, the thing about entrepreneurship is there's always this desire to, you know, see what you could achieve next or what's coming next. I'm curious to know what is coming up next for you, for your brand, for your business and where you want to take things moving forward into the new year. I am, you know, like I said, I am in the beginning stages. I got to the point where I, you know, I, it's okay to, to say, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> there are certain things in life that I am okay saying, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know anything about marketing and all of those things. I can show you how to work out all day. I can tell you what to eat, what all these little things that you need to do to be healthy, but I don't know about. So I hired someone to help me through that. And I, you know, started this challenge group. It just grew overnight. 
and I've got that group going. We've just got a challenge and I've got a couple of things coming up for the holiday, some things to get people through the holidays. And then I'm working on my fitness app, which will be launching this month. And I'm super excited about it. And I just, my, my goal is to have this group of women who are in it together where I don't have to be there all the time. Like we talked about, I have this group that they're going to be in the app doing the workout of the day together. And then they're going to discuss what they're struggling with. And, you know, they have kids and what their schedule is and how that's not working. And this workout was hard and what's a modification for this. So they have those discussions in this group. And I just want that to grow. I want you know, the different challenges to bring new people in because it's just such a, a, a wonderful, healthy, vibrant community. And that's where I am for the new year. Just, I've got a couple holiday challenges coming out and some different programs to get people through the holidays since we got a lot of good ones coming up. So that's where I'm at. Jeanette, one of the things that I appreciate so much about you is whatever you put your time and energy to, you devote so much emotional passion to your work and it is transparent. It's transparent. Even just seeing the work you do on social media, it's transparent. Having this conversation with you, it's transparent. Anytime we've talked offline, just about what you've been working on, you just have such an intense love for supporting and helping others. And it just comes through in everything you do. And just something that I am so grateful to, to be a witness for, uh, where can listeners go to learn more about you, to connect with you and see all the work you're doing? They can go to my website, JeanetteBrook.com. They can go, I have Facebook, Jeanette Brook Fitness. I'm on Instagram, Jeanette Brook Fitness. And they can also look up my Boundless Beauties group, which is on Facebook. Thank you so much, Jeanette. I appreciate you so much. And I encourage all our listeners to, to be able to check out your links. We'll make sure to include those in the show notes. And Jeanette, just so insanely proud of you and absolutely loved having this conversation. Thank you so much for having me, James. I was just so excited to be on your show. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Image. For more information on James Patrick's work and live events, please visit jamespatrick.com or jamespatrickworkshops.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.